They worship relationships. They worship Satan. They worship the government. They worship their spouse or children. They worship sex. They worship power. They worship money. You're tuned in to the One Strong Woman Show, where everyday heroines bench press life's villains. Hey, One Strong Woman, we're in it again of another episode this week. We are still continuing our conversation in this series on the three things that our villain comes to attack us in. Three areas, identity, ability, and worship. Times pass, weeks pass, we have talked about identity, we have talked about ability. And if you're just now tuning in and you just kind of plugged in and you're jumping in the end of this series because we're wrapping it up, I encourage you to go back and listen to those other topics because they are really good to help you understand, hey, how does my villain come? What, what areas of my villain come to attack me? And we see with Jesus, his great villain, Satan, came to attack him in these three areas and it is no different for us. He attacks us the same way. This week, we're talking about this last area is worship. We see with Jesus, King Jesus, the great overcomer. He was tempted, right? We see in Matthew 4. Let's look at that. Matthew 4, 8 through 10. It says, again, the devil took him up, him, Jesus, up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. I love that. I love how we see Jesus, King Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, our elder brother, a great example of what we need to do when our villain comes to attack us in worship. We say it is written. We tell him the word of God. So I was meditating on this question. How do you give something to someone that is it is already theirs? Like you think about Jesus. Jesus was born a king. And the kingdoms of this world were rightfully his in the first place. So it's ironic and it's funny to see the enemy in this chapter, Matthew 4, offering now, he's offering the kingdoms of the world to Jesus for his allegiance and for his loyalty, the kingdoms of this world. I mean, they belong to him anyway, right? So King Jesus, he is the last Adam. And so the first Adam was tricked, you know, and, and lost it all. So we see King Jesus, who was the last Adam. We see that he did not fall to the old serpent's tricks. He pulled it, these tricks on the first Adam, Adam and Eve, because they were already like God. They were already made in God's image. However, that old serpent came to deceive them, to make them believe they weren't like God. We see in Genesis 3, 4, and 6. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Adam and Eve worshiped knowledge. They didn't overcome the temptation. But thank God for King Jesus who came in to show us how we can overcome and fight through the false worship. 
And see, we see now in this season and we see now in this time that people are worshiping everything. People worship their cars. They worship their bank accounts. They worship their status. They worship false gods. They worship celebrities. They worship knowledge, like I just said with Adam and Eve. They worship ideas. They worship relationships. They worship Satan. They worship the government. They worship their spouse or children. They worship sex. They worship power. They worship money. They worship their business. They worship wisdom, their own wisdom. They worship their ministries. I mean, the list goes on and on. But we are called to worship God and God alone. We see another example where we go back to the children of Israel, the armies of Israel, where their giant challenged them, right? That was their villain to worship. And we, the giant said this in 1 Samuel 17, 9 through 10. He said, but if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. And so we see right there when he says our servants and serve that word serve there in Hebrew, it means to work, labor, and also means worshiper. So he was saying, hey, y'all going to worship me. You're going to have, I want your allegiance. I want your loyalty like we see with the enemy, Satan with Jesus. He wanted his allegiance. He wanted his loyalty. And so we see little David come on the scene and he's not down for that. He's not about worshiping the giant. He knew that God was a jealous God, is a jealous God, and that he is not going to bow down to him. And he was not going to let the chosen people bow down to this giant either. For David, it was about the worship of a whole nation. So as kingdom people, we must overcome the attack of our worship and our allegiance and service to false gods and other things that are not the Lord. We must be aware of idolatry of any kind in our lives because we know that we're created for worship and serving God and God alone. And when that comes in to tempt us, we just tell it where to go. We just share the word of God. We speak the word of God and say, no, the Lord is my God and I'm going to worship him. That's it. Same way with the Hebrew boys. King Nebuchadnezzar wanted them to worship a golden statue and they said, no, we're not. They're not going to bow down to that. They're going to worship God and God alone. I just want to encourage you that in this hour, that God is seeking those to worship him in spirit and in truth. It's about our worship and our allegiance. And we may be persecuted. We may even die because we don't bow down to a false god like the Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They refused to bow down to the golden image when music was played through the city. And we see King Nebuchadnezzar got wind of their rebellious, defiant act against his, his command. And he was very angry with them. And he gave them one more chance. Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying to them, is it true? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve, there's that word serve again, my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up, I would give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. But if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And then what God will be able to rescue you from my power? Wow, that's really bold for him to say that. So we see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they answer and they said to the king, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. 
I love their answer. If that is the case, our God whom we serve, we could say worship there. Our God whom we worship, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. So we see Nebuchadnezzar was the villain that came to attack Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the area of worship. And their response was, we will not serve your gods and we will not worship the gold image which you set up. We know who we are. We know that we're called to worship God and God alone. And that is my hope for us, that we will echo the Hebrew boys, their message to the enemy, to our villain that wants us to worship them. That we would declare, no, let it be known to our villains, to our enemy. Let it be known to the government. Let it be known to oh Hollywood, oh religion, oh money, oh business, oh politics. You fill in the blank that we do not serve you. Nor will we worship the stock market or the fame, the followers, the recognition, the TV, the connections, the promotion, the systems of this world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life that has been set up. We will declare we will worship the Lord our God and him only will we serve. This, my friends, is how we overcome in these areas. We stand up. We be bold. We use the word of God. And yes, there might come some time of suffering, but we have to be okay with that. We have to be okay with not being a part of the crowd. The Hebrew boys, they were okay with being thrown in the fire. And what happened? The king saw them and they said, I threw in three men and it's four men in there. The fourth one looks like a God, looks like the son of God. So we have to be strong to stand up in this hour in this season to say, you know what, villain, I'm not going to allow you to attack me in my identity. I'm not going to allow you to attack me in my ability and I'm not going to allow you to attack me in worship. Here is our one strong woman declaration. I declare as a woman of God that I will worship God and God alone, that I will not worship my husband. I will not worship my children. I won't worship my business, I won't worship fame, I won't worship fortune, I won't worship clothes, I won't worship my own image, the way that I look. I won't worship any of those things. I will worship God and God alone, and that is who I give my allegiance and my loyalty to all the days of my life. And heroin stands. So here's a one strong woman stance. Like, how can you stand? In this area of worship, put on your favorite worship song, whatever that is, and take maybe five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever time that you have, and worship God and just recommit your allegiance and loyalty to him afresh and anew today. And search your heart, and we search our hearts to see if there's been areas in our lives that we have given over our worship and our allegiance and our loyalty to other things. And we have put other things in God's place. And like I said, we might say, well, yeah, children are good. Yes. Having a job is good. Yes. Writing a book is good or music or being wh- whoever you are. Yeah, it's good. I'm not saying that it's bad 
So when we begin to worship those things, then it becomes bad. It becomes idolatry in our hearts and in our lives. So as you worship, ask God to search you and reveal any areas of misplaced worship in something else that is not God and realign yourself again to I am a true worshiper unto God. Okay, so thank you so much for sticking in this month to listen to this series. It's been great. I always like to say, if you really enjoyed this, share it with a friend, share it with a frenemy so they can be encouraged to walk in um, all that God has called them to be. So share with them, connect in to OneStrongWomanSummit.com, join in to the newsletter that I sent out to people to encourage you, to empower you. I, I pray and ask the Lord God, what do you want to say? What's on your heart for the women? And I want you to join in. Until next time, oh, before I forget, also don't miss out on the upcoming summit that is November 19th, Becoming Super Body, Soul, and Spirit. You are going to be blessed. You're going to be encouraged. There's wealth of knowledge locked up in these women and in uh, the man, the one man, which is my husband that I interviewed for this summit. Don't miss out. Sign up. You can log in. You can pre-order it. You can jump in now and, and be the first to get in there and get your seat your virtual seat right from your own house like I said again don't have to go anywhere you could be in your pjs to look at this summit you will be edified built up equipped to be whole to be strong to be healthy to be wealthy in your soul in your spirit in your body for the new year that God has for us okay so I don't want you to miss out so go over there now and check it out I'm excited for you to tune in and join us till next time you are a strong woman you are an everyday heroine that is called to make a great difference and an impact in your generation and you are also called to bench press life's villains bye-bye